0: If you can't make those times, you'll want to register anyway so you can get access to the session recordings. And now, on to the episode. Hey, fellow mathematicians! Welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And we're here to suggest that mathematizing is not about mimicking or rote memorizing, but it's about thinking reasoning about creating and using mental relationships. The mathematics class can be less like it has been for so many of us, more like mathematicians working together to solve problems. We answer the question, if not algorithms, then what? All right, y'all, we are excited for this episode because we started last week talking about homework and um, we told you last week that we kind of didn't even really plan out what we were going to say. We usually have sort of an outline and some thoughts kind of ahead of time, and then we kind of roll on those. But we kind of were interested to see what each other would say. And it was a lot of fun. If you didn't listen to episode 40, check go you know head, head on back and listen to episode 40. It'll start you off on kind of what we think about Homer. Um, but we ran out of time. Uh, who knew? Kim and I could be long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> <We> knew. <laughs> And so um, we decided to, to continue. We have more things to say yep. about what we think about homework. We hope these will be helpful ideas for you to consider as you consider uh, how you handle homework in your math class.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like a welcome into our typical phone calls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we um, actually start, let me remind everybody that we are going to have on episode fifty. We are going to have a question and answer. So we yes. will take your questions and uh, we'll compile them and we'll, answer, we'll talk about the most asked questions. So if you have a question, a burning burning question you'd like us to address on episode fifty, then email Kim at kim at mathisfigureoutable.com. dot com. And then we'll get those questions answered um, on episode 50. So that is kind of exciting. All right, Kim. All right. Down, so we,
1: back at it. Yeah. So we talked a lot about what Kim thinks about homework. Um, <laughs> so I don't know that you really shared about your homework experiences and what you think about homework uh, as a teacher.
0: All right. Well, you for asking. So... Let me start with saying that there is actually some research out there that I find interesting and noteworthy that shows clearly that homework is not very efficacious. That's a big word. What's another word? Not very useful, not very helpful, not very doesn't work as well in the lower grades, that it isn't until the higher grades, secondary education, I'm even even into uh, closer to high school than middle school, that it doesn't work very well. We don't, we don't get a lot of gains in homework with the younger students. So Kim's attitude towards homework, at least for younger students, plays out. The research says it is not very helpful for students. So Kim was a third, fourth, and fifth grade teacher. She was excellent. She was my kid's teacher, um, and so I fully support that. Uh, I did think you sent some really... Um, it, it rocked my boat a little bit, some of the homework that you sent home because it was m- much more numeracy oriented. This is early in my building numeracy stage. I was sort of interested to see kind of the things that you're sending home, but they made me think. Um, so I will support the fact uh, when Kim talked about this last week, that they were things that my kids didn't struggle with. They were open access kinds of things. They were, but they were still sort of thoughtful. They were kind of fun stuff. not like, Crazy fun! Not like you made up. Like it wasn't about jokes. It wasn't about riddles. It wasn't about coloring. (laughs) Oh yeah, none of that. It was intriguing math stuff where I felt like um, uh, everybody would have been able to do it. It, My kids didn't show it to me because uh, they needed my help or anything. Um, It was actually more like, hey, this is kind of this is kind of cool. It's kind of fun. So uh, I just support that you did a great job with that. As a high school teacher, again, research has sort of played out that homework can be helpful in high school. I would also encourage, so I I gave homework for sure, but I would also encourage us high school teachers, teachers of older students to also consider delaying homework. And uh, what do I mean by that? I mean, go ahead and give homework tonight, but maybe tonight's homework has less to do with what we started grappling with today and much more to do with what we've sort of got a good handle on from last week or the week before. So now what I'm sending home is doable, again, if there isn't someone home to help. But it's also not problems that I can just look up on a cheat site.
1: Right. Or in the back of the book.
0: Yeah. In fact, I used to say uh, that one of my goals was to create questions for which students could not memorize their way through, that they had to think. They had to think and reason. So I would change that now a little bit to be questions that they can't just cheat see chant, draw, but <sighs> cheat cite their way through right. that they actually have to think and reason about. Now, are those trivial to ask? No, of course not. Those aren't trivial questions to, to, to create. Um, hopefully we'll have some ideas, um, in future episodes, also on the website, like all the places where you can connect with us at MathIsForgettable where we can help you kind of think about some of those kinds of questions. So, so, uh, I, I don't, let's see, how do I say this? Kim, Kim absolutely doesn't like homework. Um, I'm not quite that hard uh, nosed about homework. I do think homework could be a little bit helpful, but I really want to think about the kinds of things that I send home for homework. And I absolutely agree about delaying. Yes. Can I
1: ask if this is what you mean? So, um, you know, we're getting into high school classes and it might be homework might be, Hey, today we talked about method a for solving a problem. So homework tonight is method A's practice. And then tomorrow is method B's version of, solving the same kind of problems so now you do uh practice for that kind
0: sounds a lot like you're doing systems of equations like that uh, could yeah, be an so example right so. yeah like today we today we talked about substitution to or yeah yeah substitution tomorrow we're gonna talk about elimination and that that's what the homework looks like you're saying that's kind of a traditional typical right thing but uh-huh. but
1: here was an interesting I, I got really excited about hey here are here are some problems which method would you prefer to use for this problem over this problem over this problem? And I was like, I can get on board with that. There's some thinking involved,
0: some strategy. Yeah. Which, which, which method, which, and I'd like to say strategy, which strategy would now I'm using strategy in two different ways, which method would you prefer to use for this problem and why? Right. And then, and then go ahead and solve it. And then let's chat. See which one, you know, are you glad it'd be also nice to look back. Are you glad you chose that method or do you wish you would have chosen the other one? Yeah. Absolutely, and the work becomes much more about thinking and reasoning, and much less about mimicking and just getting an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally, totally could totally could go with that. Um, so, so you gave I, homework. I did give homework.
1: Can you, can you share a little bit about, like, maybe when or how often? I don't know that we really talked about that when or how often, or um, like maybe I, I gave a couple of examples of types. Maybe you just said that, but what was your General thoughts about that.
0: um I mean, was that a so, nightly thing? Yeah, but I'll be honest with you. I haven't taught high school for a while, so in my university classes, yes, I give homework every class period. But I only just briefly. I don't know how many university people are listening to the the podcast, but I I uh, my my methods class is a three hour methods class, which is typical, but it's three hours only in one block. So I teach once a week for three hours. Um, and so I feel if I taught three, uh, days a week for one hour, then I might probably have less, um, homework or I would definitely have less homework per class period. Um, but since I only see them about 13 to 14 times in a semester, it's really important for them to do some stuff in between. And so, so yes, I still give my university students homework in between, but again, the questions I ask are dramatically different than the ones I might've asked when I started my teaching career. And then similarly, I'm not teaching high school right now, but if I was teaching high school now, I would be thinking about less homework. I would probably still give nightly homework-ish because when I say nightly homework, I really mean like four times out of the week. Okay. Um, But the homework would be different and it would probably not take as long as I used to give. I was much more in the mode when I first started teaching high school about practice and we need to have lots of practice and it needs to be like practice, practice, practice. And they need to see all kinds because because if you're rote memorizing something and mimicking it, you got to see all the different variations and you got to like figure out how to apply that thing that you didn't come up with, that, that method you, that wasn't yours. You need a lot of practice in order to mimic somebody else's method. If you're really thinking and reasoning and using relationships, then you need far less of that rote practice over and over and over. You just don't need as much. But what you can get is um, some work on. I, 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 hopefully, I don't regret saying this. A little bit of muscle memory on stuff that we've sort of already kind of done well. Right. But now, now I want you to continue to uh, to think about it because remember, listeners, we're taking the long view. So it's much. Both Kim and I now have. Uh, um, maybe you were always this way, Kim. I was not, but but it's less about. In this chapter, we're writing the equation of a line. I'm going to write equations of the line all year, all year. long in yeah. algebra one. Yeah. We're just going to continue to get better at it. So I'm going to send homework home about writing the equation of a line after my students are all pretty good at doing it, at least with one strategy. And then we're going to continue to build strategies about that. And we're going to continue to come back at it over the year so that they get more and more sophisticated.
1: Yeah. So that would have been for me like it's fair game, you know? So, uh, like in the first couple months of school, then we're going to work on some particular things. And then in the third or fourth month of school, then some of the stuff in class, in in class, Uh some of the things from the first nine weeks, six weeks, couple months, I can pluck out of some of those ideas. and maybe use those for homework.
0: Yeah, in, in small and, and, bits, and it's a great way to sort of spiral review, keep things sure. fresh. But it's not just about review. So maybe I don't. We had to come up with a better word. It's not just spiral review; it's spiral progression. Yes, because I want right because we want kids to get more and more sophisticated right. as they go, more and more efficient, and using important strategies. So it's not just spiral review; it's sort of spiral progression, bringing back things that we've done before and ho- and and helping kids get more. More good at them, more <laughs> more, more better good. at them. Oh gosh, uh, more sophisticated. well. And and
1: I also <laughs> think that that we can connect ideas. So you know, if I'm if I'm needing to send home homework, there might be some things that I'm going to do to preview. So hang on, mm. hang with me. So if okay. I'm going to be working with a new strategy like the over strategy, and I'm going to be talking about you know using times twenty to solve times nineteen or times hundred to solve times ninety nine. Then I might reintroduce the idea of how do you multiply by decades, or how do you think about decades to use those decades with numbers near there. Does that make sense? Oh um, yeah,
0: absolutely. So you know you're about to do something like mm, solving systems of equations. Uh, let me even go. But well, yeah, sure. And so you might do some work with writing the equations of lines or graphing lines or something. So that then you can use that in solving Mm -hmm. systems or you might solve a system before you solve a system of inequalities, system of equality equations before you solve a system of inequalities. Or you might solve a inequality in one variable before you solve an inequality in two variables, even if, you know, like, yeah you might do the thing you've done before that sets you you up for (laughs) success in the next thing. Right. And and that might sound like, well, yeah, Pam, you do the skill before it comes to the next skill, but it's less about the skill till the next skill. And it's more about the big ideas and what's sort of happening that will set the groundwork for kids really thinking about what's happening in the next bit. Yeah. Cool. I like it. I like it. Um, Kim, did you grade homework? Mm. So again,
1: (laughs) um, (laughs) I might have been a little vocal. So um, I (laughs) I do have some firm feelings about what I do have firm feelings about. And then some is like whatever. But uh, I don't love the idea of grading homework. I I think there are too many variables. Uh, Listen, I think grades should be an accurate reflection of your knowledge of that grade level material. So just because your kid is, quote, advanced and they're working on something um, higher two grade levels ahead. I don't think it's fair to give them a grade that, well, just, I don't love grades in general. Like I'm saying all this, I don't, uh, <laughs> grades, oh, grades. I I think that it should be a reflection of what you are able to do, what you understand for the standards that you're being asked to do at that moment in time. And I don't have really solid answers because it is such a progression. But there are too many variables. You go home, you get your brother, your cheat site, your parents, you have no support, you lost your homework for a legitimate reason, and then, you know, you get a zero, which tanks your entire nine weeks grade. It's it's a hot mess. I, I can't, <laughs> can't do it. Excellent. Can't do
0: it. So I totally concur with a lot of what you just said uh, about the grade reflecting your understanding your, you know, how, how well you are really gra- grasping um, the content that you're supposed to be at that point, please do not take grades off for no names. <laughs> I'm just have i I'm, I'm with you on that one. I never took points <sighs> off for no names. I also never took points off for like the organization part of it yes. or, you know, like if you have the right, yeah, that's not important to me. I, I needed to know whose it was and we had conversations, you know, if you, if you didn't put your name on things and if it, if it didn't have a date on it, we had conversations about why that was helpful but I'd uh, take, no, not grades on that. However, um, Kim, you might find it interesting that I didn't grade for accuracy on homework. So if you thought, if you looked at my whole grading system, and this is still true to a point with my university grading system, that there's a little bit of effort that gets graded, kind of, um, in that if you give a good go at homework, then you get credit for that homework. Yeah, okay. So does that make sense? So yeah. So, you know, that's, that's how you get an effort grade just as a little aside, sometimes my students would say to me, Hey, um, can, can I get extra credit? And uh, to which I would be like, Oh, extra credit. You, you mean, you mean you've done it all. You understand everything we've done. You've completed everything. And you, you're like, you're, you're so solid on all that we've done and you've turned it all in and and that you want to go above and beyond. Like you want extra credit. And at that point to a T 100% of them, would look at me and go, oh, uh, no, I, I mean, my grade's not good or I didn't turn that in or like, can I, no, I, 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 I want to do other stuff, you know, like so that I can br- bring my grade up to which then I would respond, oh, you want alternative credit. Like you didn't oh, yes. do what we yeah. do in here. You didn't want to learn the things you're supposed to learn in here. So you want to do something alternative. Uh, no, I don't give alternative credit,
1: <laughs> which mm, I didn't.
0: I've never heard of alternative credit. Well, that's what they're asking for, right? right? They're asking for alternative credit, not extra credit. Extra would mean that you own everything. You've done all the things. And so now you, and then no, I don't give alternative credit. Anyway, that's a little bit of an aside. I don't know how it matches so much here. So I did grade quote unquote homework, but it was just, if you gave it uh, your best shot, and as long as you gave it your best shot, then you sort of got credit for that homework. It's not quite that way in my university classes. Cause I do actually grade things right or wrong in my university classes, But both in both cases, you always got a second shot. So there was always this idea of mastery. Um, And I would always tell my high school kids, listen, if you need a break, you need a a second chance. You need a like what whatever it is you need, uh, then then ask. But but don't ask in front of your peers. Like if you need an exception, then pull me aside. Write me an email like in some way. Ask for the exception. We're going to talk about it. Life is real. Your dog could have died. You're, and I'm not making fun of that. You're could have broken up with your girlfriend. Like there are, there are important things in life that are more important than your pre-cal homework. Like, yes, if something comes up, let's have a conversation. Of course you can have a second try. Of
1: course, Which I I think, um, speaks to a little bit about what we feel about the homework, right? Life matters more. The human, the human person that we are talking to matters more than doing your homework that night. And we, we want to honor that more than we, you know, want to be hard nosed about get your stuff turned in on time.
0: Absolutely. And I'll tell a really quick story. Um, and I just want to give a kudo to my cooperating teacher, Pam Giles, who was amazing. And I learned so much from her. And one of the things I learned from her is that there was a student, this was a, a school that was sort of split along demographic lines, all of the, and this is not a good thing. And it was not Pam Giles's fault. But all the kids in her pre-cal class were the affluent kids and all the kids in her pre-algebra class were the not. Um, except she had some kids in her pre-cal class because she found them and she said, you can. Like, I believe in you and you can, and I'm going to put you in this class. And she did some amazing things to help these kids sort of catch up because they had, for lots of reasons, they were not sort of ready to join into her pre-cal. And so she helped with that. And the part of the reason I'm telling the story is that one particular student had life at home that was not conducive to to homework, much less anything else. And so that student would stay after school and do the homework for however long it took in class right then and there, and then would leave to go home because that would allow that student. So it's just the moment that the humanity of that student was just like screaming from my cooperating teacher, like, I believe in you and I'm going to help you. And oh, this, this will help you. So it's not like she said, you will stay here because you're not getting your homework done. She said, what's what's happening in your life? Oh, would it help if you did it right here and now? It would. Well, let's do that. Yeah. You know, so she like figured out ways. And anyway, I was so glad that I was able to learn that from. Thank you, Pam Giles. It was one of the myriad things that you taught me and thanks for letting me get away with all the dumb things I did <laughs> without calling me dumb. Kim, there's more to talk about and we're, uh, I wonder if we could do it quickly or if we need a whole other episode. Let me ask you a question. What, what, and then you tell me if I asked you right now, types of homework, is that a whole other episode? Oh my
1: goodness. There's so many,
0: so many things. Yeah. So is that, is that a whole other one? could be. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's finish up with this one. Y'all, when you think about homework, what are some of the important things that maybe you, you pull out of today? Uh, I, I'm going to say, I think the most important thing that we talked about today, Kim, is the humanity of our students matters more than a grade on that homework. And yep. let's talk to our kids. Let's get behind maybe why things are the way privately. they are. Privately, please. Uh, thank you. Privately. privately. Ask for an exception privately and also talk to students privately. Get to know the human beings that you teach and then it's not about um, being walked over. It's not about like, oh, you didn't get your homework done again. Okay, pat him on the head, give him an A anyway. No, 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 no. No, like we're gonna we're gonna find ways, like my cooperating teacher did, to help them accomplish the things that they need to to be successful, to be uh, understanding what's happening. It's all about the person, the people. So much fun. All right, so. Remember to join us on Math Strat Chat on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram on Wednesday evenings where we explore cool and interesting math problems with the world. Hey, in case you don't know, they're actually not like crazy math problems. So they're they're very accessible for the most part. Almost everybody can solve almost all of the problems that we throw out on Math Strat Chat. So take a look at them. And not-
1: hey, if you don't find something that you can think about
0: right away, you can still oh. join in by reading what other people are doing. Absolutely. Oh, and if I can just say thank you so much to the people that are beginning to comment on other people's strategies. That's actually my hope. My hope is that Master At Chat turns into a global conversation. What has kind of been in the past is people put their strategies in, and then I kind of talk about, you know, like way to go, you used a blank strategy, and, and I start describing them and everything. But it's turning into more of a conversation with everybody, which I think is much more helpful and fun. For uh, like, so feel free to comment on other people's strategies.
1: If you find this podcast, even as crazy as we are, helpful, <laughs> please rate it and give us a review. We would appreciate that.
0: And if you're interested to learn more mathematics and you want to help yourself and your students develop as mathematicians, then don't miss the Math is Figure Outable podcast because math is figure outable. Thank you for listening and making math more figure outable. Remember, we're going to be opening registration for the Math is Outable Challenge
1: soon. Mark your calendar from May 15th through 17th. You are not going to want to miss these free PD evenings where you'll learn four routines you need in your classroom that are naturally engaging and encourage students to think mathematically.
0: And remember, if you can't make those times, registering gets you access to the recordings. Keep making math outable.